Hello and welcome to Solutions. This is the ninth episode of our second series of podcasts for solution-focused hypnotherapists. I'm Cathy Eland. And I'm Trevor Eddles, and we're both experienced solution-focused hypnotherapists. Today we're looking at IBS. Irritable bowel syndrome is a common and long-term problem. It's estimated that around one in five people in the UK, that's 20%, will experience IBS at some point in their life. It's also estimated that around two-thirds of the people affected are women. Right. And in the USA, the figures are similar, with 20.3% of sufferers having severe IBS, 31.4% having mild IBS, and 48.3% having moderate IBS. Apparently, it was first identified in 1820 and first called IBS in 1944. Yeah, the symptoms may last for a few days. Or for a few months, maybe associated with eating certain foods or periods of stress. IBS usually develops when people are in their 20s. Just to expand on that a little, a period of IBS can often start after a stressful event. Other triggers for IBS include alcohol, fizzy drinks, chocolate, caffeine-containing drinks, processed snacks like crisps and biscuits, and fatty or fried food. Yeah, there is no known cure for IBS. However, the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, NICE, recommends hypnotherapy as a treatment. So what exactly are the most common symptoms of IBS? According to the NHS website, they are... Abdominal stomach pain and cramping, which may be relieved by going to the toilet. A change in bowel habits, such as diarrhoea, constipation, or sometimes both. Bloating and swelling of your stomach. Excessive wind, flatulence. Occasionally experiencing an urgent need to go to the toilet. A feeling that you have not fully emptied your bowels after going to the toilet. And passing mucus from your bottom. Some IBS sufferers also experience lethargy. Feeling sick. Backache. Bladder problems, such as needing to wake up to urinate at night, experience an urgent need to urinate, and difficulty fully emptying the bladder. Pain during sex, dyspareunia. And incontinence. In addition, IBS sufferers are known to experience a higher than average incidence of depression and anxiety, as well as chronic fatigue syndrome. Can I just quickly mention that in one experiment, people had small balloons inflated in their intestines. Healthy patients didn't show any unusual brain activity. People with IBS showed activity in the emotional centre of the brain, making them feel uneasy, which the experimenters thought was linked to anxiety and depression. Interesting. Uh, So what's the cause of IBS? Yeah, currently that's unknown. Although there are suggestions that it's related to problems with digestion and increased sensitivity of the gut. There are suggestions that food passes through the GI tract too quickly, causing diarrhoea, or it passes through too slowly, causing constipation, or that it doesn't pass through at all. Or it may be that the brain becomes oversensitive to messages from the gut. So mild indigestion feels like severe abdominal pain. I suppose it may be because of changes in the gut biome. Up to 84% of IBS patients showed bacterial overgrowth in one study published in 2010. 
And IBS symptoms can be triggered by food allergies in 60% of patients, or these may just make things worse. Chang in 2011 reported that major life events or chronic stress can lead to the onset of IBS in predisposed individuals. So how is IBS diagnosed? Well, diagnosing IBS is difficult because there is no specific test. Often doctors will exclude other causes first, such as IBD, inflammatory bowel disease, like Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, which leaves inflammatory markers in their blood tests. What's left must be IBS. Yeah, and people with IBS are often found to have a dysregulated gut-brain axis, GBA abnormalities in their gut flora, and chronic low-grade inflammation. So, the treatments. Well, these include medication, changes in diet, lifestyle changes, e.g. trying yoga, and trying psychological therapies, which are effective in two-thirds of IBS patients who don't respond to medical treatment. Yeah, treatment with gut-directed hypnotherapy, GHT, has been found to be quite successful. But... How can solution-focused hypnotherapy help? Well, as we've mentioned, a person with IBS can suffer with feelings of depressed mood and stress. They may have low moods. They may have lack of motivation. They may suffer with obsessive thoughts, feel angry and frustrated and embarrassed. These symptoms affect their behaviour in the form of avoidance, maybe avoiding social situations. There may be a reluctance to travel or stay away from home. Sufferers may spend long times in the toilet, which may have a negative impact on their work and employment activities. And that's where we come in. Firstly, though, uh, Helen Green, in her excellency PD on IBS, says that if anyone comes saying that they've had abdominal pains or bad bloating or they've had toilet trouble that's getting them down, you should recommend that they see a doctor first. Absolutely. One of the main benefits of hypnotherapy for IBS is that it can help a client to relax, which in turn can help them to manage stress, to empty their stress bucket. It can also be used to help the client to visualise themselves coping and decreasing the sensitivity to messages from their gut. Hypnosis can also improve a client's general mental well-being and provide psychological coping strategies for dealing with distressing symptoms, as well as help suppress thoughts and behaviours that increase the symptoms of IBS. People with IBS can be encouraged to keep a food diary to identify any foods that seem to trigger an episode. And people with diarrhoea may try cutting down on the insoluble fibre, whole grain bread, bran, cereals, nuts and seeds. If they have constipation, they may try increasing the amount of soluble fibre that they eat and the amount of water they drink. If people have persistent or frequent bloating, they might try a low FODMAP diet. That stands for fermentable, oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides and polyols. FODMAP carbohydrates are fruits, vegetables, animal milk, wheat products and beans aren't easily broken down and absorbed by the gut. As a result, they start to ferment in the gut relatively quickly and the gases released may lead to bloating. Many people say that exercise helps to relieve their symptoms of IBS. 
The exercise needs to be strenuous enough to increase their heart and breathing rates. Some people with IBS may be taking antispasmodic drugs. Some are laxatives. Others are prescribed anti-motility medicines for diarrhea. And others may be using peppermint oil. Yeah, some people find taking probiotics regularly helps to relieve their symptoms of IBS. And some people will be taking antidepressants. Travel sickness tablets numb the nerves of the gut, which can help with IBS. It's also been found that as the feelings of nausea disappear, so do any feelings of anxiety. Alcohol reaches the gut before it reaches the brain. Perhaps its relaxing effects come from what it does to the nerves of the gut. The bacteria, Lactobacillus rutii, are able to inhibit the pain sensors in the gut. Also, Lactobacillus plantarum and Bifidobacterium infantis help with IBS. There are various versions of the glove anesthesia script on the internet, which not only allows the client to feel their hand going numb, but also allows them to transfer that numbness to a different part of their body. This works nicely for a painful knee as well as something like IBS. This is an example of dissociation. It's also possible to dissociate from a painful part of the body, so your client feels as if their knee or gut or whatever doesn't belong to them, so the pain cannot belong to them, so they cannot be feeling any pain. People who work with clients over Zoom, you'll be interested in a 2018 study entitled Skype Hypnotherapy for Irritable Bowel Syndrome, Effectiveness and Comparison with Face-to-Face Treatment, published in the Journal of Clinical and Experimental Hypnosis. The study found that Skype hypnotherapy is highly effective in refractory IBS. Zoom wasn't widely used in 2018. Yeah, interesting study. Well, that's about it from us. I hope that helps you when working with clients with IBS. Next time, we'll be looking at solution-focused brief therapy. Until then, it's goodbye from me, Cathy Eland. And it's goodbye from me, Trevor Eddles. See you next time. Bye. Bye.